let's talk about uh, Standard Bank's earnings and uh, why it's dangerous to call a stock market bubble in the U.S. And also then, of course, uh, the investment case for bonds and the current environment, all of that into one. Thanks, Nadine. <laughs> for Standard Bank. You know, I mean, if you have a look at the results, it was actually quite an impressive set of numbers. Um, you know, given all the hurrah about uh, how weak the economy has been, and it has in fact been very, very weak, and uh, growth has been quite anemic, unemployment has remained high, but Standard Bank's results were actually very, very resilient and growing quite aggressively. If you look at the headline earnings per share growth, um, you know, you're looking at around about 12% um, headline earnings per share growth, but if you adjust that to constant currency terms, meaning that if you don't account for the devaluation we saw in African countries which contribute about 30% to Standard Bank's um, earnings base, uh, that number would be closer to 18%. So a lot of the, um, the, the growth was actually shaved off because of currency weakness in Africa. The, you know, notwithstanding that, the growth number is still very impressive. If you look at what's uh, been contributing to that, I mean, the cost-to-income ratio has fallen in the first half of this year uh, from 56.8% in the same period last year to 53% in the period this year, uh, meaning that they've managed to keep costs well contained, which is obviously, um, you know, supported and bolstered earnings quite nicely. And if you look at the credit loss ratio, Sakina, that's obviously a very critical measure in the current period. Um, you know, that came in at under 1%, uh, you know, and that improved from just over 1% in the same period last year. So, Sakina, if we just spend a second breaking down that number, uh, cost, the, the, the um, credit loss ratio is basically um, of all the loans that Standard Bank have, have extended, what percentage of those have gone bad and have people defaulted on? And the fact that that's been declining means that despite unemployment going up, despite the economic growth scenario looking very bad, um, you know, it's, it's still, Standard Bank is still managing to extend only good credit and not extend bad credit. So, you know, um, that's something that market participants have been very, very afraid of. And that's why banks have been trading on quite cheap multiples for an extended period of time now. If you look at Standard Bank in particular, you're looking at about 11 times forward earnings, um, and you're looking at a dividend yield of about 5.5%. And on that note, you know, they grew their dividends by uh, a further 12% for, uh, for, the, for the first half of the year. So, uh, Sakina, all in all, an impressive set of numbers in a difficult uh, trading environment. Um, if we look at, uh, you know, the, the, with regards to the U.S. stock markets, I think people have been saying that it's in bubble territory for a very long time, and they've predicated that on the fact that We've seen the second biggest stock market rally since 2009, uh, post the Second World War. So basically, we take all periods post the Second World War. The second biggest rally over that period was from 2009 until now, about a 290% rally in the S&P 500. Um, on the back of that, we're looking at uh, trailing price to earnings multiples, probably the second highest it's been since the late 1800s. And on the back of that, people are saying, uh, you know, stocks are very expensive in the U.S. I think, uh, you know, the one case caveat to that is that uh, we, we actually in an environment where interest rates are very, very low. Um, we all know that the Federal Reserve, uh, you know, keeping interest rates quite low, the 10-year Treasury under 3%. Um, so the, the rate at which you're discounting the future cash flows which you're getting from S&P 500 companies is artificially low. And what that means is that, um, you know, you, the, the, the present value of those future cash flows would naturally be higher. So I don't think it's a fair comparison to compare the the current environment to pre-2008 
previous environments. Um, and the fact that over the last two quarters, we've actually seen some very impressive earnings numbers in composites uh, from these S&P 500 companies. Uh, I think that's obviously going to support this notion that uh, equities still have a way to go, particularly um, you know, in a very subdued interest rate environment and a low return on equity hurdle for uh, companies to beat when investing in new projects. So, Sakina, all in all, uh, you know, I think that the, 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 we think that the stock market in the U.S. still has some way to go, and that's obviously going to drive equity returns across the world. Um, if we look at uh, the prospects for bond returns in South Africa, uh, there, there is a lot of risk embedded in it. You know, there's no two ways about it. We all know about our funding risk. Um, you know, we're talking about a, uh, a budget deficit of around about uh, probably about 4% by February, by February next year when the, when the minister does the, the uh, budget speech, and, you know, we obviously know about the pressure the state-owned entities are adding onto the sovereign balance sheet. I think the bottom line here is that uh, you're getting an inflation plus 3.5% return from the South African bond market. This in an, in an environment when inflation has been moderating aggressively and is likely to continue to do so into next year. Um, so that's obviously quite an attractive return. I think uh, given the kind of risks around the funding situation in South Africa, particularly on the long end of the, of, of the yield curve, um, you've got to be very careful about your entry points, and you've got to be very careful about where you play on the yield curve. You know, you probably don't want to be um, in very long-dated bonds because the risk of, the funding risk there is quite significant given um, the growth outlook and the, and, and, and the, the, the ratings agency movements as well as, uh, you know, the, the, the state-owned entities. But, you know, in the belly of the curve, I think at the correct entry point with yields around about 9%, 9% um, you know, that offers quite compelling value and will actually see a flock into bonds at about 9%, given the, the inflation plus 35 to 4% real returns uh, that you're getting at those levels, Sakina. Well, uh, we then will speak to you again some other time. Nadir Token, thank you so much for that, and of course, enjoy your weekend.